to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are on the block here on a Friday on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bachman. He is Eric Strickland, and we are rolling through things. We did want to remind you, we might get a chance for Melena to stop by from Upside Bar and Grill. Um, I don't know if she'll make it here quite yet, but if you do, if, if you want to go to a nice new bar and grill, that is the, the place to go. Um, Upside Bar and Lounge, excuse me. I, I don't want to misrepresent their bar and lounge. Uh, 2801 Pine Lake Road. We've had a few get-togethers there at with, at the ticket and uh, uh, with the ticket, I should say. And it's just been great. A lot of fun out there. Um, and, of course, they have the, the UFC pay-per-view, NFL playoffs. Great place to go uh, and if you're in that area of town. One of my favorite bars, new bars here in Lincoln. Strick, uh, I did a tease to break uh, before that I'm kind of getting excited about the spring game. There's been all these additions to the Husker football roster. I know it's it's still a ways away, but I can't help it. I, I'm I'm getting excited, and I wanted to hear from from the listeners out there. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Sardin Haven text line. Let us know if you are excited as I am for the spring game. I said in the first hour, my um. I guess my slogan for this offseason is cautiously optimistic. I'm not trying to get too excited about it. I know uh, I know the th- thing this is this has hurt me before getting too excited. So cautiously optimistic. Off the text line, uh, we have a text in. We were three and nine. If you're hyped for anything, you are dreaming. So there's always going to be uh, that version of it as well. But how for- how much are you uh, looking forward to spring football this year as opposed to uh, previous years? I suppose. I mean, I think the things that they're looking for and what they're trying to uh, um, to solidify is definitely in the running back room with a bell a bell cow type of running back, identifying somebody or a combination of of running backs that can really hold down the fort and not necessarily be super committees of four and five and one week to the next and the next week. You know, you don't even see the one guy that ended up with 70, 80, whatever yards, yeah. you know. So that part you you want to look at. You want to see um, who is going to win the quarterback, um, the quarterback um, challenge that is going to be put forth throughout the 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 spring and in the off season. You're going to see. You want to see what type of recruits that Mickey Joseph was able to acquire and bring, and who in the transfer portal that they were able to bring through. You want to you want to see how that works. You're going to you want to see who's going to fill the voids of their of their defensive line. Yeah, I, I think those are things that you're going to want to see. You know what I mean? Or, or you know, um, it, it's 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 tough as as the the text lines just spoke to get excited about um, you know three and nine. But I think also it, it's something to the uncertainties of which in the past there was pretty much certainties. You you knew who was there, who was coming back, who was going to be the quarterback. You 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 know you didn't know about the running back, but now you've got some additions that you can kind of say, you know what, there might be something there and you want to see if it's going to, going to pan out. So I think there's some things that are in place to, to, to really, you know, have an eye or an eye on as to whether or not it's going to be what some of those expectations are for. Then, you know, knowing that they're on the hot seat, knowing that maybe not next year, but knowing that they know they need to make some drastic changes 
And I think some of those things that must be done are they, they, they're going to have to probably get a significant win They're You know, they're going to definitely probably need to beat their rival. They, they're probably going to need to beat Iowa. And then they've got, I think they've got to win the games that they're supposed to win. And I think they've got to do so in, in, in good fashion, not, you know, just barely beating in Illinois or scraping by against a Northwestern. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think they're going to they're going to need to do those types of things. They've got to win the games that they're supposed to and do it well. It can't be going into the third quarter. You're 21 to, you know, 17 against Buffalo or something like that. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that's who they play, but I'm just you. you I think you're understanding what I'm trying to say. Um and so I think if they can do that, they can put themselves in a position to be 500, get into a ball game. I think that would make people feel a little bit more excited again. Yeah, it's it's just, it's fascinating because whether it's the spring game or just spring practices in general, because I think that there's this, you know, the spring games, the only thing that, that fans are, you know, and, and if they don't allow media to watch too many practices, even media to kind of dissect and try to figure out. And, and of course, that can be a, a fool's errand, right, at times, because um, you, you see somebody break out in the spring game that maybe is playing against the, the third-team defense or whatever, and you never see him in one's fall hits. But uh, it, there are certain things that you can you can kind of pick apart, and, and, and certainly quarterback play is going to be one of those things. But I don't know. I, I don't – I think similar to kind of what Illinois did last year where Nebraska didn't expect them to come out uh, in an odd front. They, in, you know, they were preparing for an even front the whole time. Um, and part of it was because of what Illinois showed in their spring game with their new coaching staff. Uh, I think you kind of have a layer of that happening at Nebraska this year with new, Mark Whipple's offense I think they'll probably keep it pretty basic for the spring game um, just because they don't want to give a hint of what's coming but at the same time you do want to put those quarterbacks kind of under the pressure for a for a few of them and you know they've they've all played in front of big crowds uh, whether you know whether you're talking about Casey Thompson who obviously did it had a high level at Texas Chiba Purdy uh, was able to get into the game a few times at Florida State we know Luggan Smothers played at Iowa, so in the game against Iowa, I should say. Um, and so, you know, and I think those are the main contenders. You know, Heinrich Harburg, he played in the spring game last year, so it's kind of same situation there. Um, I, 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 so I don't know if that's going to factor too much in it, but you, you would like to see them kind of uh, – perform under pressure right but I just I just don't know if they're going to show too much in that spring game they'll certainly run their offense and set it up because you have to in spring practices um, but they might keep a little bit uh, behind the cover for the spring game yeah I mean I I really don't have much to add to that uh, Bach because I think you're right I think you're you know they're not going to give too many telltale signs they're not going to give any of their wrinkles or any of their you know sets they'll probably they'll probably run a lot of what probably you know Scott that what people have seen before, <laughs> right? You know, and, and give you the give you the illusion that that's what they're going to be coming out with, and then all of a sudden they 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 drop a few wrinkles on you. I don't even think they're going to do it early on and give you a whole bunch. They're, I think it's going to be a progressive, um, some progression towards some adjustments and changes and things that they're going to show. Um, you know, there'll be a lot of base stuff, like you said, but but different teams are going to get different wrinkles, you know, based on what they believe that they're going to need in order to accomplish. Because I think for them, it's just getting the W yeah. and, and, and doing it in, a, in some form of a dominating fashion, trying to, you know, make the eyes of those like, Whoa, what's going down on down there in Nebraska. I mean, I know they was coming off what they did last year, but ooh, they, they kind of look, 
It looks it looks like a different team. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and part of it's too going to be excited to see how the red and white team are split. Sometimes they kind of do the first and second team on the red, and the third and fourth team on the white. And ah, you know, I don't really like that. I mean, you still get to see some football, but you don't get to see competition really. I yeah. like you know, kind of blending the ones or ones versus twos, because um, that would certainly be fun. You know, a Casey Thompson versus a Chuba Purdy uh, going into there, and, and of course you have all those battles. You know, which wide receivers do they get? But I mean, I, that's the excitement really more than anything is you know Anthony Grant. A lot of these guys, um, you know who's expected to be a leader there in the running back room. You mentioned earlier, um, you know, the Trey Palmers that we expect to see not just at the wide receiver position, but returning kickoffs and stuff. I mean, the, 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 the specialists, the kickers, the punters, there's so much to break down and so many new bodies in there. It's just going to be uh, fascinating. And, and, you know, I know, again, I know they're coming off the three and nine season, but um, it, it is, it, it's, it almost helps to a degree to know that this is it. I mean, they have to win this year. Or like you said, um, I mean, I think there's a possibility that they, that they, that they win six games, but it doesn't look good. Right. I mean, that's because the, the schedule gets a little bit easier. So are they improving? Are they getting better? Are they getting over those humps that you said? It's not just win the games that you're supposed to. And, and if you do it in ugly fashion and get to six wins, is that going to be enough? It's beat Wisconsin. Finally beat or beat Iowa. Finally, um, you know, uh, you know, get your signature victory against Michigan or whoever it is. Um, just Get some of those something off the checklist that Oklahoma hasn't been done. Even. I don't yeah, care Oklahoma, if they're down. Absolutely. Beat beat the bricks off of them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, those type of wins could do, could go very far, regardless of the final record. And uh, and I think it's smart for because we, we uh, we've heard from from Trev Alberts say that that he has some metrics that he wants them to hit. I think it's smart to, not to make that public. We heard from the athletic director previous, Bill Moose, kind of say last year going into it. I think he was uh, was hoping for eight wins this year, right? And then when it we kind of it, it eventually kind of became apparent, and obviously they had moved on from him at that point. But when it became kind of would become apparent, that would have been really awkward if Bill Moose were still there, and you know they're they're three and five or three and six, and then you're holding Bill Moose to his words and saying, "But you said eight wins. Why are you going back now?" You know. Um, so I think it's good to keep those metrics um, behind closed doors, and I think there's a lot of room between the records. Like I said, um, I think you could have a better. <laughs> I, I don't think there's any way they bring them back at five and seven. I think they need a win, a winning record at least. Uh, I think six and seven is possible. If you make it to a bowl game, six and six and lose, I don't think you should necessarily cut them for losing a bowl game. Um, but I do think that there there could be a difference between a seven and six team and a six, you know, a five and seven team or whatever. Where the five and seven teams better, the seven and six team maybe had an easier schedule. Of course, comparing this year to last year's Nebraska team or. Um, you know, just kind of one ugly, barely got by, you know, and, and winning matters now here at Nebraska after going through that season of just not getting any. Um, but it also just has to look like it's going somewhere. And But I also hope there's patience for it to allow it to get to be going somewhere because this is a lot to, to throw in and expect it to be um, ready to roll, you know, in week one. You have a lot of everything. Um it, it's it's you, you you've got to make adjustments to what the new system is. I mean, you see it in NFL a lot. You know, when there's significant turnover over two three years, a new OC or a new DC. You know what I mean? And and those then you go from a, a four three to a three five a three four or a four four or whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden, you know, those guys have been used to it, or they don't even have the 
the, the, the team makeup in order to play that style. And so now they've got to get new guys. So it, it's, it's kind of trying to figure that out. And hopefully you've got wise guys that, that know how to take in that playbook and be able to decipher it. And I mean, guys like Xavier Betts or uh, that have been there and, and Manning and, and the likes of them, you know, it's not going to be a problem for Purdy or Casey, but, uh, but those other guys, you know, they've been used to a certain, you know, lingo, a certain style of play calling and what they're calling in the, you know, what they say is a jet, maybe a different terminology. In yeah. this. So, so you've got to kind of make those adjustments and you hope the guys are just have the IQ and their cerebral enough to be able to make those adjustments. Let's go to the Hunt of Lincoln hotline, 402-464-5685. Here from Brandon. Brandon, uh, what do you think about today? Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. Hey, quick question about football, and then I have a question for basketball. Um, okay. Uh, basketball for Strix. Um, I was visiting with a former player, and there was some talk about uh, the, the contract um, structure with uh, Scott, and I haven't looked at any of that information that was released, but there was talk about if he has a losing record when Illinois, uh, when they go to play Illinois, um, after that, then he's done. Have you guys heard anything about that? And then secondly, basketball. Strick, when you're watching these guys play in the Big Ten, and I don't know how much you followed um, you know, even before Hoiberg got here. But you look at when Tim Miles was here, and I know you don't have the guard play per se like he had back then when you had Siobhan Shield, Taran Petaway, um, you know, Ty Webster, guys like that. But you look at those guys and what they did well in Big Ten basketball play that drove uh, the conference teams, I felt like, um, kind of crazy. Those guys were – hard drivers to the hoop. They could get to the hoop, get fouled, and we didn't have the best free-throw shooting teams back then, but they were able to get these Big Ten teams with these seven-foot-plus guys in trouble. You don't see that right now with Fred's team. I know he's designed a little bit differently with the fact of being more of a three-point shooting person running the court, but that when you watch the games and you see – Verge get into the into the lane or McGowan's, and you see how much trouble those teams have. Why don't you see that more often being utilized? Well, that's a great question. I think one of the things about it is I think they're able to get there, but sometimes, as we talked about on the show, is that you can become very bullheaded, right? So there's there's two things about attacking the paint. You attack the paint, and you're trying to get the shot off, so you're evading contact. So you're trying, you're creating more space for big men to be able to block your shot. And that's what we're, I think I'm seeing a lot of um, with, with Bryce and Verge and their attacks. Um, unlike Trey, who attacks the body. And so um, when you have that, that is a difference as far as they're trying to just make, make the shot as opposed to take the contact, go through it and finish the shot. And there's a difference. And that that's what I think you saw when you saw that older crew is those guys attacked downhill, but they attacked bodies and, and created space from, from attacking the body. 
and they were trying to make n ones and get 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 to the free throw line even though they didn't shoot shoot as well then the other part of being bullheaded is you're drawing guys and you're you're getting them over to you but then you're not making the extra play and i think they've got to get to that if they can get to those two aspects of creating contact with the body and then also making the next play after they draw the defense towards you then i think you may have something yeah, and as far as the the football question goes, uh, I don't. I, I have to review the contract as well and kind of dig into it. But I know that there is, and that was that Illinois game is uh, after the bye week. Uh, so if he's looking at that, um, you know, I, I think there are certain times, a time period in the in the contract where the buyout does the buyout kind of break drops. down, right? And it might be That's right around there. That might be kind of what he was hearing from. Um, so yeah, you, you I do, don't think it necessarily said he was done. I just think that right. the buyout drops which puts it in a better position to be able to move it if they want to want to do that yeah it's going to be fascinating because i hope like i said i hope they don't give up on this new staff um too early because it, it, you should expect it to take some time to get going at the same time you know we kind of remember mike riley's uh, year where they brought in bob diaco that was all the hope the same argument could be made there and before conference play they fired their athletic director and, and they knew that they were going to go after a different uh coach um so hopefully um that doesn't come into play but i mean if you if you dropped in one to northwestern uh, in Dublin, it's going to be pretty hot out of the get-go. Um, obviously, if you lose to North Dakota or Georgia Southern, <laughs> you know that those sort of things could pop up. So, um, and, and and hopefully you get those wins. But you know, it, it, none of these games are easy, especially coming off a three and nine season with so much turnover. It, it you know, we we're, we kind of go back to um, win the games that you're supposed to. I don't know how many games they're supposed to win coming off of three and nine and a lot of turnover. It's, it's just kind of a it's just kind of throw it up against the wall and see what sticks is kind of what this whole thing is. It's a grand experiment, and hopefully um, you have a good look coming out of it. But uh, who knows? And, and you might – I suppose you might know by uh, late October whether it, it is there or not because we've seen teams are – are less are, are, are less reluctant to fire guys early. Clay Helton got let go pretty early at USC, but I guess as far as that goes, if you look at the contract and wait and, and, and dig into it when the buyout will drop, they'd certainly wait for that. They're, they're not, they wouldn't be in a, a rush to fire him before the buyout dropped. That is the whole, um, some of the whole point of extending him to this, this next year. Uh, we will take a quick break. I did want to uh, remind you again, head out to Upside Bar and Lounge um, for the UFC pay-per-view this week in NFL playoffs. It's a great bar. Again, uh, us here at 93.7, the ticket. We love it there. We've had a few events there, and we'd love to go every time. Great staff out there. Um, so head out there if you can over by the South Point Mall. Um, also, it is time for shootout with Strick, and uh, we're going to do some NFL playoff Football, uh, the team's still left in the NFL playoffs. We're going to go through some of their regular season records. Um, so that's kind of the topic for Shootout with Strick. Give us a call, 402-464-5685 to get in line. Your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. All you have to do is beat Strickland in a shootout. Eric Strickland, of course, in a shootout. Uh, and you can win the, win the chicken. That's the goal. Uh, we'll do that right around the corner when we come back here on the block. <laughs> 